I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Daily Doctor's Kitchen with me, your host, Dr. Rupi. I'm a medical doctor and cookbook author, and the Daily Doctor's Kitchen is a series of bite-sized nuggets of information all to do with food, nutritional medicine, and healthy living taken from my main podcast, The Doctor's Kitchen Podcast. And if you want to learn how to eat well every day, check out my free recipes, books, newsletter, and download the app at thedoctorskitchen.com. I think we're becoming, as a consumer, a lot more aware of the uh, animal issues and the um, the issues around our food supply in terms of animal cruelty. But we're not really focusing on the humanitarian issues that are going and that plague our food supply chain. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if you could talk a bit about that because well, I I think that that's exactly what my impression was that you know. There is a shift in terms of people. The demand is more for eco-friendly products now, which is fantastic. Um, I think that businesses are responding to that. So it's very attractive for them. They know that it's a very good marketing tool for them to make it sound as eco-friendly as possible. Um, And they're making moves because that's what the demand is saying. If we did that for human cruelty-free products then that would be the same um i think there's a sort of two two pronged approach uh there's a top down and a bottom up like we as consumers can have a responsibility to look for ask encourage businesses um you know buying products that we can see are they've made a move to away from human cruelty but then also at the same time it's it's legal um targeting businesses making sure that they're accountable for their workers yeah the two things that i absolutely love as you were probably aware are coffee and chocolate uh, and, uh, you know, they're the two things i looked up because i knew <laughs> yeah, yeah, i'm glad I knew that that was i'm coming. so glad <laughs> so coffee and chocolate are my two favorite things i always look for um certain like stamps and labels and it makes me feel better as a consumer that i'm making a concerted effort to at least choose products that label themselves as cruelty free or have a fair trade pathway you gave me the unfortunate news a few months back (laughs) i don't mean (laughs) that those labels aren't always as reassuring and reliable as they could be Um, i think that with fair trade with chocolate is probably the easiest way to ensure that um, your chocolate is taking or the company's taking reasonable steps to make sure that workers are valued and paid well and they're not you know destroying communities um 
Cadbury's, for example, was making sure that all their dairy milk products were fair trade in 2009. And I think by 2016, they were like, well, we're not going to do fair trade. We're going to do our own sustainable program, um, which is obviously not independent. And you can't completely trust a company doing their own thing. And they're part of Kraft, Mm. which is not so good (laughs) with other things. So you know that... And actually now I think Kraft own green and blacks or something. Yes. Cadbury's own green and black. So yeah. that actually there's some changes there. Yeah. I don't know. It's really, it's hard to. I've noticed the trend. Um, and this isn't a big like anti-corporate spiel or whatever, because I think we do need to work with big industries. Yeah. And there are ways in which we can do that efficiently. But I am noticing a trend whereby bigger businesses are capturing and acquiring smaller businesses that have a very good sort of ethical standpoint, a very good consumer base Mm. that trusts them implicitly. The one that comes to mind is like Pucker Herbs, for example. I love Pucker Herbs. I think they're great. They've got great teas and all the rest of it. They were started by um, two founders who who had genuine sort of um, uh, ethical standpoint in terms of making sure that their workers were compensated and they they sourced them ethically um but they've been acquired by a big corporation i think it was unilever a couple of years ago and so that kind of makes me feel a little bit un uncomfortable but at the same time i think we as consumers also need to appreciate that maybe some of these corporations do have some social backbone (laughs) yeah but then i think it's i think it's interesting because they for example i think is it capri's that that bought green and blacks uh it was uh it was either cabaret's or Kraft. because i I think think they said they were going to run it as an independent entity yes so that it could retain its organic but already the organicness is slightly slipping away and i think you know it's really hard to be completely independent and be part of a big machine that doesn't necessarily prioritize i I think that's the standard sort of thing when uh any big business acquires a smaller business they keep a lot of the managerial roles uh and the uh employees in place to maintain their Mm -hmm. sense of culture but gradually over years months or whatever they will change the business to be a lot more profitable and to perhaps sometimes relax some of the things that are less of a priority so to speak so uh and i I noticed that with a few things actually yeah Yeah. i i agree i think it's quite difficult to follow Uh um and it's very difficult to sort of really truly be aware as a consumer there are some products that um, you know, you can know their whole ethos is about, you know, valuing their workers and paying people well and not completely destroying uprooting communities in the process. Um, so you can you can go for brands that actively have this as their whole core. Um, but it's difficult with the more high street stuff that we know that, you know... I hope you enjoyed today's Daily Doctor's Kitchen. The Doctor's Kitchen podcast is where I discuss multiple topics around nutritional medicine and well-being with experts and researchers from around the globe. And you can find me on social media at doctors underscore kitchen. Sign up for free recipes every single week at thedoctorskitchen.com. And don't forget to download the app. I'm Dr. Rupi. Have a beautiful day.